This is Gordon Vernick with Jazz Insights. like to talk about the trombone, but specifically in the 1920s, how it was used in the early jazz groups, and specifically some very important innovators on the instrument. The trombone has been around for hundreds of years, so it's, it's a very old instrument, but its use in jazz is an integral part in what was called the early collective improvisation, especially the groups coming out of New Orleans and Chicago in the early 1920s. The first important trombonist associated with jazz was a man by the name of Edward Ori, better known as Kid Ori, was born in 1886 in Louisiana. He spent the early part of his career playing in brass bands in New Orleans, also went out to California in the late teens, traveled around, ended up in Chicago in the mid-1920s, as did many of the very important New Orleans musicians. He played with all the great groups, and I'd like to concentrate on one year in his life, 1926. Kid Ori was living in Chicago and was recording with Louis Armstrong and made a number of the very important Hot Five records, and he also was performing with Jelly Roll Morton and his Red Hot Peppers. Let's start with some very important recordings he made with Louis Armstrong in the Hot Fives. The first record I'm, we're going to listen to is a composition entitled Muskrat Ramble. Actually, I've seen the song written as Muscat Ramble and Muskrat. I am not sure which it is. I think most people would agree it's Muskrat Ramble. It has been attributed to Kid Ori, but I've also seen it attributed to some other composers. It's a monumental recording and it because it really solidifies the collectively improvised style that came out of New Orleans in the first 20 years of the 20th century. Let's check out Ori's playing on it. Then more specifically, let's try to analyze what was so wonderful about his playing and why is he so revered in early jazz circles. So you can hear Ori very clearly on this record, this Hot Five record made in 1926. It's Muskrat Ramble made with Louis Armstrong and his Hot Five. He really wasn't an improvising musician on the level of an Armstrong, but he played a very strong and kind of a punchy style that really is the epitome of the early jazz style. We're going to pick this up about 1 minute 40 seconds into the recording. We're going to hear him play um, what's referred to as the Tiger Rag motif in the same recording. I 
believe on the flip side of that 78 is another very important recording from that period entitled Heebie Jeebies. One of the most important records Ori made in this period, 1926 to 1927, with Louis Armstrong, was a piece that really featured Ori. It's entitled Ori's Creole Trombone. It, it really features him throughout the piece, and you really get that true essence of Ori's playing and his place in the pantheon of early jazz trombonists. Was Ori the very first one to play in this style? No. I'm sure that there were other trombonists that preceded him that played in the style that embellished the bass line and provided this wonderful counterpoint. When you listen really carefully to the three lead instruments, the cornet, the clarinet, and the trombone, you can see that it's so well synchronized. They never get in each other's way, and there's a real art to that style of collective improvisation of which Ori was a master. Let's check out his performance, 1927, from Louis Armstrong's Hot Five, and this is Ori's Creole Trombone. playing was very energetic and he put a lot of front on his notes. In other words, he played in a quite a staccato style that could really be heard and punched through the texture. You have to remember that way back then in the teens and 20s, they didn't have PA systems or electronic reinforcement the way they have now. So if you wanted to be heard, you really had to play out and his style is, is rather aggressive, but he always plays with great energy and enthusiasm and great humor. And I think that's why so many people wanted him on the recordings. At the same time, he was making these recordings with Louis Armstrong. He was also recording with Jelly Roll Morton and his Red Hot Peppers. Jelly Roll's recordings are more highly organized, more tightly organized, polished, have more interesting texture and different combinations of instruments. Morton was really a master arranger and knew how to get all different sounds and different qualities of timbre out of his musicians. And Morton's music is much more tightly controlled than Armstrong's, which was more freewheeling. But we're going to check out two different tracks from 1926 and 27. The first is called The Steamboat Stomp. It is a wonderful piece that features Kid Ori with Jelly Roll Morton's group. Immediately, you will hear the great balance and the wonderfully polished ensemble passages. Let's check this out about 24 seconds into the track. Steamboat Stomp. music is so subtle in the way that he combines different instruments to create different timbres and textures. He, he was really brilliant when it came to arranging. The last excerpt we're going to listen to from Kid Ori is again from a Jelly Roll Morton recording, I think from 1927. This is called Cannonball Blues. What is interesting about what we are going to listen to is we're going to listen to two takes of that same piece. One is fast and one is slow, but Ori plays the same exact solo. It's very interesting. I don't believe that Morton encouraged his musicians to improvise in the same way that Louis Armstrong was improvised. Again, he kept very tight control of the music, but it's a wonderful track, and Ori executes this solo beautifully. We're going to listen to both takes. Here is take one, which is a faster version. (laughs) 
have to remember that back in the 1920s, they didn't have tape recorders, and they would often record the same song two or three times at different tempos. So the next take is slower, but he plays the same solo, and you can really hear how he executes this solo so cleanly. Again, this is something that Morton had written out for him to perform. This is not a spontaneously improvised solo. At the same time this wonderful music was developing in New Orleans and then later in Chicago, New York had its own jazz scene in the early part of the 20th century. And the most important jazz trombonist in New York from the early 19th to the mid-1920s was a man by the name of Irving Milfred Mole, better known as Miff Mole. And he played in a lot of groups in New York in the early 1920s, the original Memphis Five, and then he had a long a relationship with a wonderful cornet player by the name of Red Nichols. And the two of them made some great recordings in the mid to late 1920s. And then in the latter part of his life from 1930 on, he played mostly in recording studios and radio and played in some of the big bands. But his playing was diametrically opposed to Ori's playing. Ori was kind of embellishing um, bass lines and kind of a punchy, kind of a rather swinging style, but rather punchy and not a terribly sophisticated style of a trombone playing. Miff Mole, on the other hand, started out playing the violin and then later on switched to the trombone. He had amazing technique. He would do things on the trombone that other trombone players in New York couldn't believe. He had such an amazing technical ability, great flexibility. He could jump octaves. He could play really fast passages. He had great articulation. And it's been documented by some of the musicians who were alive and performing then that they just couldn't believe that a man could play the trombone with such great technical prowess and make it sound almost like a trumpet. So let's start with some of Miff Mole's early recordings. This is a piece recorded in 1926 with Red Nichols. In fact, this name of the band was called Red and Miff's Stompers. And this is a piece called Stampede that was made famous by the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra. You're going to hear some amazing trombone playing from Miff Mole. next track we're going to listen to is a piece called the original Dixieland One Step made famous by the original Dixieland Jazz Band in 1917 in that very important recording. But check out Miff Mole's stop time break at the very beginning of this. I mean the first time I heard this it sounded almost like J.J. Johnson. In fact Dickie Wells, the great trombonist from the 1930s who played with Count Basie and a number of other groups said that the first time he heard Miff Mole play he said it sounded just like J.J. Johnson with that same kind of great technique and, and ability to play just all all over the horn. So let's check out original Dixieland jazz band One Step, Miff Mole. (laughs) 
Let's listen to that short excerpt again. Now, this was made in 1926. Mole was probably playing the same way in the early 1920s, and he plays his eighth notes rather evenly. That style, which is very different from the way Ori plays in some of the New Orleans and Chicago trombonists. Check it out again. It's a very short excerpt. It's a very short excerpt, but it's important to listen to it twice because it's really unbelievable that he was playing in such a modern style way back in the 20s. Later on in the same track, he plays a solo. Let's check this out. I'd like to close today's show with a wonderful piece recorded by Miff Mole and his little molars in 1927, and it's entitled Slippin' Around, and this is a feature for Miff Mole. It features him throughout the piece, and it really shows the amazing technique and flexibility that he had. He could jump octaves and get all over the horn. He played the horn as if he was playing the violin because Mole started out on the violin, and he applies the same kind of technical prowess that you would hear on a violin to the trombone. That may be why he had such amazing amazing technique and the other trombone players in New York were just in awe of his ability to get around the horn. Again, let's check out Slipping Around. This is a feature for Myth Mole, 1927, recorded in New York. This has been Jazz Insights with Dr. Gordon Vernick. You can visit me on the web at gordonvernick.com and facebook.com slash jazzinsights. Jazz Insights is a production of WMLB AM 1690, the voice of the arts in Atlanta.